And welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. This is Altai here with episode 46, and joining me this week are... Omer. Gumble. Matt. Shirelia. All right. All right. The whole and as week. always, we're going to start the week with the weekly raid, and that's all you, Gumble. Well, this well last week, Gumble wasn't here, so I took over that that's role. Right. So let me go over last week so he can introduce the new one. So last week we asked... What was your least and most favorite uh, MMORPG expansions? Uh, this is... Even when I wrote this, I realized it was much easier to name uh, ones we dislike than ones we like. And that's basically what it came down to. A lot of the comments were basically worst expansion ever, the Warlords of Draenor, uh, this, that. Uh, a few of the ones I got good marks were Burning Crusade for a while, uh, Fantasy Star Online, uh, and Riders of Rohan for... Uh, Lord of the Rings Online. I'm sure people like Wrath of the Lich King, too. They say that was, that was the last good expansion for WoW. Uh, no, was, uh, I think it got just as much hate as the rest. Really? Of the <laughs> Wrath of the Lich King definitely got a lot of hate. Yeah. I don't know if it got as much as uh, Worlds of Draenor, but it got a lot of it. Alright, did I learn? Yeah, it seems like every game kind of gets worse with each expansion, doesn't it? You know, you we really... talked about that before. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, sure. Different, I guess, is a better different. word. I don't know, right to, now. Uh, to segue right like... into... Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. I was going no, no. to say, I feel like uh, they try to make it fresh. They try to keep the game fresh, but a lot of times it's not what the players want, you know? They change it too much sometimes. Sure, aren't you the one you said don't listen to what the players want because they don't know? Did I say that? No, sure, sure. I, I, I said that. No, I said every, that. Everybody says that, but anyways... Know, Is that what like Steve right Jobs said? But I mean, I mean, like, I mean, the context for that statement is that they don't know exactly what they want, so you want to give them what they want, but not what they say they want. Does that make sense? But then it's clearly like that's not what they wanted, like all, like you know, in the I have no idea what you're <laughs> I have zero idea what you're Okay, 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 okay. Let me let me explain. So, so like, if Give the players a... are like, if the players are like, make this change, right? It's like you have to find the underlying reason of why they said that and then try to find a fix that fixes that actual reason because players usually, um, a lot of players will like find like the symptom and they'll want to fix a symptom, but you want to fix like the actual underlying problem. Does that make sense? Right, but I think we should differentiate between fixes, right, and new content. Like expansions, m most of the time, not always, try to. I mean, it's, just, it's the same thing, right? It's like. It's like you gotta think about like what um, makes your game popular, what people like about your game, and then you wanna add and expand onto that rather than just throwing out some crap that you think people, you know, does that make sense? It does make sense. And this wasn't covered in our comments, but what I think, I think the game that does the best, um, I guess there's a reason it wasn't covered, but EVE Online. So they're not like standalone retail expansions, but they're more consistent free expansions. Uh, mm -hmm. And they radically changed the game. Like the game's way different than it used to be, but it generally there was a one or two that got some negative uh, press or whatever. But I think Eve does a better, the best of any MMORPG in terms of consistent quality expansions that generally keep the player base happy. Well, well, see, uh, the, you know, they just keep like having people on your team that plays the game. I'm sorry, Gummy. I keep. <laughs> Let's move on to this week's weekly raid, All right, let's which do it. is a topic on something everybody loves to hate: lockboxes. Lockboxes. Oh, she was a personal, uh, personal story. Guys, 
Like Guys, this. I, so, feel, I feel attacked. <laughs> just, just generally, just out of curiosity, are lockboxes gambling? Yes. Because yes, 100%. they continue to exist. They're in games. Except what's different about it, and it's not traditional gambling, is you never know the odds. At least, you know, statistically, you can work out the odds of a game of blackjack or even the lottery. You, you know that you have almost zero chance. But the algorithm di dictating whether or not you get that die you really wanted in a black desert, no clue what that is. And it works in their favor to not reveal uh, those odds. So you end up spending a whole bunch of money for an enticing item that you, uh, you don't necessarily need or that you at least want. And... Uh, you're just uh, playing the slots. So I personally feel it's gambling. I've never seen someone defend it as not gambling. I'm curious if there's anyone out there okay. who can... I will defend it marginally if it's done properly. And again, I'm a Dota player. I think Dota 2 does it way better than any other game we've seen. When you, it shows you everything that you could get in the box, right? So you already know everything that's possible. <laughs> Once you get something and you buy that box again, you cannot get that <laughs> item again, the one you already got, until you already have one of everything. Now, do you know the odds in Dota 2, though? Do you know the odds? You don't know the odds, but again, there's no repeats until you get everything, so it doesn't matter. You'll, if you, let's say there's 10 boxes. So, if you, so what you're saying, if you spend enough, you're guaranteed yes. to get every yes. item. Yes, yes. Okay, that's interesting. So in that way, you at least know, if I spend this much money, I'm going to get what yes, I want. for sure. Whereas, yeah. in normal, traditional lockboxes, from what I've seen, you could theoretically spend all your money and not get what you want, because the odds are so low. Exactly. Okay, guys, as, as a resident... Way. Expert on lockboxes. Yeah. Expert? She means get degenerate gambler. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, pr pretty much as long as the lockbox gives you something somewhat like useful. I mean, not like total total poopy, you know, poopy butthole, but something something kind of useful. Then it feels a lot better to buy them. So games that did this pretty well were like um, some of the Mabinogi. Uh, Gachapon slash lockboxes gave you like items that were like actually worth something in the game, mm -hmm. so you still felt good buying them no matter what. Whereas like some games, like uh, damn, I played one recently. What, what, what is about it? Grand Order? Grand Order. You're talking about how you got all these fake Grand Order. Yeah. yeah, fake Grand Order. Fate Grand Order giving you all this like you know this crap that like is completely useless. Like all the black keys, and it's like it. It's like, and the thing is, is they keep adding junk. Like every expense, they just add like shit into the pool that is like total garbage. And it's like it's it, it's like you you look at this, right? You're like you know this is garbage on purpose. You know it's just it's just trash, and they just keep giving you all this trash. Just give you all this all this all this poop. You know. Like, Matt, would you, you want to say that? I I was just gonna say if you're putting money in. And you have a random chance of getting an item. It's gambling. End of story. There, there, there's no way around it. It's gambling. Okay, but there's only. What about what if they had lockboxes with in-game money? Then is that still gambling? With in-game money, it's gambling. It's still gambling. No, with in-game money yeah. being like gold or something, not like. like yeah, but it, it's, but it's it's still gambling. Like you you have games that are rated, like oh, had their rating shifted up because of in-game money being used for gambling. But that, that that's, to me doesn't make that's sense. But but is it an issue? I think I think I think the main problem when we say is it gambling? Is it a problem? No, that's wait, well, hold up. I'm not really to admit it's gambling. Ready? When I when I enter an instance to, for a raid boss in WoW and there's a one percent chance the boss will drop the item I need or want. Isn't that gambling? Is that, isn't yeah, that gambling? What does that mean? Well, but no, you're, not, but the you're not putting money towards it. I I'm putting time. time, time money. Money. He's it's putting time. The time to run the dungeon is like an hour, let's yeah. say. 
But if it, even if it's fake money, it's still money. You, you know what I mean? No, like you I, could, I, uh, I, uh, I think I, I disagree I, with I, that. Yeah, I think I if it's in-game money, it's, it has no. Well, value. I'm just saying no historically, money. the ratings boards don't disagree with that. Well, don't we don't, care about, we don't, we don't that... care about the eraser boards, ESRBs, whatever the hell they are. It serves. Yeah, that's a private organization, you know. They're kind of like, that's not like there's no there's no like legal body behind that. It's just <laughs> just a bunch of old dudes. Yeah. It's a bunch of prunes, but it's also the legal or not a legal body. It's also the um, private organization that's like running the ratings for the entire industry it's in our country. Standard. Yes, dear but, ESRB, I mean... suck it. How about that? Done. All right. Uh, Actually, I think for a lot of these Korean games, ESRB doesn't even touch them. It's Peggy. Really? Peggy. That's a European well, let's, Yeah, I was saying stay on topic European. here. Yeah, I know. So, I, I feel that when you spend virtual currency, maybe it's gambling, but it's not the same type of detrimental gambling as spending. I see spending no issue with that. Dude, even Neopets had slot machines, like with the in-game Yeah, money. they did. Like, like 15 oh. years ago. So, it's clearly not that big a deal. Like, scratch cards? Neopets is aimed at kids. Like, yeah. literally, like, 12 and younger kids. So uh, if it's in-game money, I don't see an issue. If it's real money, then it can the only way you can problem. do it is with real money. That's that. That's straight up gambling, man. Yeah. You're also you, ent- look, you entice it, people to part with their livelihood for some, you know, shiny item or or character or whatever it is that you're that you're enticed by. The, the biggest look, issue with this. The thing ahead. is, it's gambling either way. You guys are just trying to make a distinction. Like, gambling is automatically well, there's a, there's a, a bad thing. There's a thing. distinction between a, a form of gambling which can prove harmful to the person rolling the dice and a type yes. of gambling which exists only sure. within yeah. the confines of a virtual world. But that's world. not the context of this article. This is, is no, it no, gambling? This yeah. is a, no, it's a discussion no, point. I don't talking about gambling with boxes, in-game currency. Though. I mean, with, with, with fake currency. Because and it, anything is gambling, but, then. Every, life is Crossing the streets is a gamble. Life is gambling, but that's well, beside the point. Then that makes the point, that makes the whole concept yeah, meaningless. The argument's pointless if everything is gambling, then nothing is gambling. But anyways, yeah. okay, but the point is, you guys asked if lockboxes are gambling. Even if you put real money towards a lockbox, you are gambling real money to get an item from a lockbox. It's yeah. still gambling. That's, yeah, all, that's right. all I was That's saying. gambling. I, we, I think, yes, we all admit that. We're all good, gambling. we're all good. <laughs> okay. but, the, all right, but the biggest issue I have with lockboxes is them not disclosing the odds. I think... Yeah. If a company says these are the odds to get every item, and then somebody, some kid spends a thousand dollars and doesn't get the item, I don't really care, you know. But I feel like if the company d- hides that information and make, and they don't want to reveal it because they've done the research, they've done the math, they've done the scum math to realize that if they show you the odds, you won't participate in the scheme. But if you don't show you the odds, they'll participate, and then after they spend a certain amount of money, they'll view it as sunk cost and they'll keep going until they get that item. And at that point, it becomes really scummy. And that's my only issue with lockbox. It should legally be okay. I mean, I don't yeah. want to tell them what they can and cannot do because at the end of the day, it's your money. Right. It's your decision to blow it or not. I but I think the they cusp, should be. We're in the cusp of, uh, of a legal storm. I think these, especially in mobile, these mobile games with lockboxes can really take thousands away from people. And I think there's going to be a, a legal movement, you know, by Congress to to limit it. What? 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 Thousands of. Yeah, true. I really but think... You know what's funny, though, is... You know, the other question is, like, should they? But, I mean, it is funny to think that somebody out there is playing Candy Crush, and they're, they suck at us. They're just pouring money into into buying new lives, or, you know, whatever. Or they're, they're gambling for some item in a game like Clash of Clans to try and be better than their neighbor. Guys, you want to know how much I spent on Fate in order? I don't know if we want to know. I want to know, know if you don't mind sharing, but, you know. I don't... You know, it'd be interesting. Over 2K. Really oh give, give, give us, give us the damage. 2K. Oh my like over god. 2K, over 2K. 
I just need this white Congress, Congress needs to protect you. Yeah, exactly. You want to know the worst thing? You guys want to know the wor- you want to know the worst thing, Matt? Mm. It just gets, it gets worse. worse. I spent one thousand to get one character and didn't get her <laughs> during a rate up. So she was she was rate up. She was like like it was a rate up event for this one character. I spent one thousand and didn't get her. Holy shit. How <laughs> fucked up is that? Like, if you spend $100, you should get it. Like, oh my god. I would well, literally be a hermit for about three months if that happened to me. I'm not kidding. Insane. Well, it just okay. goes to show you, it works in their favor to not reveal the RNG odds. Now you know why I quit the game. I so, quit. I think what the point to take home, though, is that lock bosses, until, you know, if there ever is some type of legal uh, precedent for it, they're going to keep appearing because it seems like they're insanely profitable. And then for free-to-play titles, it's a great way to, to guarantee revenue. Uh, so unless some law comes into place that limits them, they're not going to go away anytime soon. Yo, these Asian they games are ruining it for everyone else. Because they're too greedy with their lockboxes. These Asian mobile games? Oh, they love it. Yeah, so they're going to ruin it for so the they're, Western they're, companies. They're fucking brutal, yeah, I, 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 link, I link something that I want you to show on the stream because it actually does pertain to uh, kids spending money in mobile games. And I actually got this email relatively recently, and I just sent it with redacted copy over here, so you can't see everything, all the details. But basically, I got an email on omeranmos.com where some concerned mother emailed me saying their kid spent $90 on a game without her authorization, and she was saying, this is my rent money. I can't afford to like lose this money on a game. And he gave me the, I got their name, email address, phone number, and address, right? And like, call me as soon as possible. I need this money back. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, Why are they clearly calling the you? Ki- Clearly, the kid found the game through MMOs.com, right? Wow. And for some reason, the mom emailed me thinking I own the game, which I obviously don't. And I told them very. I, I responded saying, "Look, I can't help you. I don't, I don't. I don't run this game. You have to contact wherever your kid bought this game from." But kids are blowing their parents' money, boys. Easy. I doesn't. I wonder how many. I wonder how much of the revenue is is from kids spending their mom's or their a dad's lot. credit card within the lot. mobile games because you know they don't know the consequences of money and all that. So yeah, I'm sure it is I a think lot. It's, it's sure a it's... lot, but it's a minority. I think just people get that get kind of sunk into it. Like, they get desperate. Like I read, there was a really good article sure. about this uh, like this week. I can't remember the name. Mm-hmm. It was on one of the major uh, general gaming sites. But basically, there was a grandmother who felt like if she didn't keep spending in Clash of Clans, she'd be letting people down, like her clanmates. Oh wow! Like a pure oh, pressure shit. to spend. No, well, she, she, they didn't actually ask her to spend, but she just kind of internally thought she. She would. created it. Yeah, yeah. She created her own peer pressure, but yeah, that's a social pressure, though. You, peer pressure you is dangerous. Yourself. And she was they don't even like, tell you she was immobilized. She was like disabled, and she was spending her money at home, like. Oh no! You guys want to know how like it 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 worked with me? Pretty much, it's like when you're like, for example, you know, I really wanted that character, right? Mm-hmm. So. You've had that target, like, I want this item. And so you roll for it, right? And then you roll for it, and you're always like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'll get on the next one. Maybe I'll get lucky, right? And so you keep rolling. And you eventually hit this hill. You get over this hill that pretty much says, well, I already spent this amount. I might as well go out. Some costs, baby. Some costs. Right? So, I mean, and and I kind of do agree. It does kind of prey on people that are kind of weak. You know what I mean? Like, so, for example, like, at the time that I spent that much money, I wasn't really feeling good, yeah. right? I was like kind of like depressed and stuff. And then like mm-hmm. that got me into going like, you know, well, I'm not feeling good, like YOLO, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I guess while I do believe that people should be able to spend their money, I mean, I feel like 
maybe there needs to be something to make those companies not as scummy. Like you know, you get it eventually because it's like a, there's like a a, a a type, like an amount of money that you spend before you can get it. You know, it's like. But do you know. feel like I personally like, like look at these Chinese scummy pay-to-win games, right? Like when I see those games and I see people spending money on them, I don't like feel bad for them. I don't think the game like the game is obviously pay-to-win, and like I feel like everybody knows that going into it, like from the get-go. I mean, I mean, so like, I as like, a as a person who like has been through that, I feel like I don't think. I mean, also knowing you, Omer, I don't think you would be able to understand like what it feels like because. I think you're generally like pretty confident, pretty like you know happy in life. So I don't think you would fall into That's that fair. pit. I think it's it. I think it's a pit that people fall into that are down on life, you know, and and, and that's the problem, right? I mean, I guess that's where the problem. I get that's where people. So you're saying they're, they're preying on those people. They, they, they yeah. know their demographic. Well, going I don't think they, they don't necessarily intend, but that's the consequence of it. And yeah, that that sounds right to me. I mean, I don't know, dude. To be honest, if you're talking about the Asian ones, like I, I don't no, know, the they Asian probably ones do. Just, I'm gonna be racist right here. The Asian people are straight up scum. Like the the, the uh, mobile developers. The developers. Yeah. The developers. Okay. Yeah. Be, be you just called out an. You just called out an entire uh, continent. No, actually, you gotta refine I, it a bit. I'll make it even broader. Asian culture, like I'm not talking Asians born in America, or whatever. Asian culture, not the people, right? Uh, they're so they're they're way meaner. They have less respect for each other. And and they have no they have no problem ripping each other off, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, some, uh, it's a part of their culture. Inner inner rage with with Altai over here. They're they're like the Ferengi in Star Trek. <laughs> oh, the Ferengi, yeah. Dude, dude, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say this one thing, okay? My my grandma one time she said she said don't 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 trust this person because uh, X X race, and then I was like, that's wrong, that's racist, and then they ripped me off. <laughs> No, it's, not, it's culture, not race. Because if they're raised in America, or they'll be like American. If they're raised in Europe, they'll be European. You know, so it's not really. Well, we. I have another good image to uh, to link, and I linked you guys. It's it's called Then and Now, which you can share. It was actually pretty popular on RMRPG, and this whole discussion of pay to win and spending money in these games, and the lock buzz kind of leads us into it. It's the Then and Now. So I, I feel like this is really true, especially today. Then it was wow, this guy looks like looks awesome. He must have put a lot of time and effort into the game. You see the guy with the cool armor. He's late game. He looks a lot of time. And then now, now it says, "Wow, this guy looks awesome." He must have spent a lot of money on this game. Because <laughs> so many games now, are just you can get it. So it's like honestly, when when Shu and I were playing, uh, I think Altai played as well. We played a uh, Golden Rush, right? This this Dookie Russian MOBA, right? And it was like when we died, the first thing we we said was, "This guy must have spent a lot of money in the cash shop because he beat us." And I looked at him. Yeah, he spent a lot of money in the cash shop. Like so many games, it comes to mind when I, when I die. It's like, this guy must have hit the cash out pretty hard to beat me that well, you know? Obviously, it doesn't apply to everything, but it's pretty silly and pretty funny. You're so fixated on Golden Rush recently. Golden Rush is easily the worst game of the decade. It's a blatant pay to win piece of shit. That's what it it's, is. It's the most pay to win piece it's of shit. It's not even apologetic. It just tells it's you right up front. You're you guys making me play it. You guys making me play it. Guys, let's play. Let's play Golden Rush, and then guys. Let's I play wanted Golden. to win one game, and I never should. <laughs> dude, I, I remember when we played. Dude, we played Mary, this, like for I the won. same level. We walked up, and they just like destroyed us, and like <laughs> it was like not even close. Did you click oh on it? Plus fifty percent damage, plus fifty percent XP. It's like what? How is this fair? And for you guys that don't know, Golden Rush was a MOBA, a Russian MOBA, and it's unbelievably unfair. Wait, so which it was one is pretty that? funny. I think I played two shitty mobiles with you. Which one is would that be? The that was the one that's like 3v3. Yeah, 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 four yeah. teams. 
What was that it other one we played? That one wasn't that bad. The two-team one. Which one? Oh, oh, oh I, I know. The other Russian mode. That's also pretty paid to win, I believe. But that, that one was fun. called Prime World. Prime World. Prime World was more fun than Golden Rush. Obviously. Golden Rush was, again, I said the worst game of the decade. So <laughs> It would rank on one of my worst games of all time list and most pay-to-win nonsensical games of all time list. So. I, this guy just quoted you, Altai. Asian Yo, people are scum. I said Asian Altai. culture. That's, how, that's called telephone. Didn't you play that in grammar school? Your words are about to get misconstrued all over the place. And I'll even specify it more. <laughs> Chinese culture specifically. Japanese are more okay, and so are Koreans. Chinese culture. Koreans are yes. more... Okay, only more okay. Okay, I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, I have another fun story to take us to. And I wanted to tell Altai this actually yesterday, but uh, he, I wanted to say for the podcast. So I did. I, I mentioned it in the weekly news recap. But what do you guys think about this? UC Irvine announced an esports initiative. So they, hey, they bought there. 80 oh, high-end yeah. computers in a big stadium area, and they, they do weekly events, and they actually give esports scholarships now. So you can you can get an esports scholarship to UC Irvine. Is that a good school too? Not a BS school. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean <laughs> is UC Irvine setting up a team then? Is that well, the point? Because right? you know, you... is it a good te- is it a good school? Um, no, I'm pretty sure it's a good school. What what I mean is, okay, when you get a scholarship for say like baseball or football, you're expected to play at the school. So yeah. our school's now going to form their own. Yeah, they're going to have an esports team. Yeah. yeah. They, well, it's hot doing it. Wait, not only are they having an esports team, though, they're going to have a whole studio set up so that uh, students can live cast the events. Wow. All right, I mean, so they're they, getting they, behind it. Yeah. They did a survey saying cool. like 73% also, of their students are doing it, so they wanted to get involved. They, they, they're going to have like something like 83 computers or something set up for the students on campus to use. Just league for now, but there, there's always potential for them to branch out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But does any game besides league have the critical mass necessary for something no. this big? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think maybe Dota and CS:GO and those are maybe stretches. CSGO, I know Haas is, yeah. Haas has been trying to. But I don't think they, have, they don't have the pull yet. No. Oh, so Actually, this scholarship is not from the school by itself. It's supported by Riot. I'm sure Riot's funding some of it too. Yeah. Yeah. No, the sponsorship is from the school itself. It's just supported by Riot. Also, okay, Riot could have okay. Riot could have helped. I mean, the gaming PCs were supplied by Ivy Power, so obviously they're trying to get their name out there too. And but, um, Riot might have paid for some of that too. Yeah, I think what happened is Riot helped pay for uh, the arena and the PCs. I'm not sure. It's really unclear, but the actual cool scholarships are coming from the school. I would have loved to have this available to me when I was in high school because if it, I, I would have been like, I'm diamond, get good, give me in, masters, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. When you were in high school, when you were in high school, it would have been like what the StarCraft scholarship or something. <laughs> yeah. No wow, game, Matt, you're no calling me old. Just <laughs> fired. Ouch. No, I'm saying the punk uh, I'm saying like there wasn't anything else then. Like what? What else yeah. would you have been uh, like? One point six Counter Strike, I guess. Actually, was pretty big. Omar and I, Sean and I played Counter You can be a Quake Three scholarship. Omar and I were both on the official Dota Rutgers team. Okay, and we and we played against Princeton. Oh. All right. Did we win? Wow, big whoop. We <laughs> lost against Princeton, but we beat Westland. <laughs> <laughs> Did it, boys. We did Halo, 
Halo was definitely not an eSport or anything close to it back then. Yeah, so some people are asking whether Dota 2 has a scale. Um, and it does, I, I don't believe it does for, for it to be in, like, scholarships and stuff like that. All right, so aren't the numbers, like, League has 5 million concurrent players, while Dota 2 has 700,000? Yeah, so it's... Averaged? Like, yeah, it's like an order it's of magnitude. Huge difference. Yeah. 700,000 is still a great number. That's still top of the Steam charts, but still. I mean, League is just so widespread. I mean, League can start nope. start thinking of competing with sports, right? At, like, the university level in terms of popularity. Yeah. I mean, the other games are so far away from that that it's it's not even close. Now, here's an interesting thought about this, right? So, UC Irvine sets up a team. Who do they fight against? Who do, who do they compete with? They're not competing against other schools because they're the only I mean, one. No, no, so, they would just be the UC Irvine team. Really? They would just They would just compete in tournaments normally, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so who's going to get that tournament money? The school to pay for their other programs? Or are they going to give it to the players? See, because well, schools, the way schools work, is anything you win, that's the schools, man. That's They're going to just milk you until you're, until you're dry. So. They are, I, mean, I, I mean, I would imagine if you're... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Riot already organized events for schools. Like, if you if you go to oh, Rutgers yeah? team, you can register on Riot's website as a team at that school, and you can start playing against other schools that way. Okay. There's, there's already infrastructure for it, so it's not like a free for all. Riot's been trying to organize this for a while. I would like right to you. see Riot fund uh, teams at every major university. Kind of make it like a. That's probably the goal. Eventually. Yeah, that's probably I'm the goal. Sure, well, that's gonna be a slow start, but you know, I'm sure major universities will pick up on it. I mean, this is just the beginning. If we come back in two years, I'm sure you'll have a whole college network or, alone. Or this goes terribly, and nobody will do it ever again. <laughs> how can it go terribly, man? I don't how, see it going. Come on, Matt. Why are you so pessimistic, <laughs> Matt? I, no, I'm saying I don't know if it's going to go terribly, but it could. You know what I mean? I see. I see zero chance of it going terribly. The kid, the the, the students want it. The school gets a free arena built for them and computers built for them, and they have to give a couple scholarships a year. Everyone, they, and they make their school more attractive to prospective students. Yes. People are going to want to go there now because they're in high school. They dick around playing league, so now yes. they want to go to the college where league is supported. You know? They sell the dream. The, the, the scholarship the dream. is the dream. Okay? <laughs> they, they, all the gold scrubs in high school and the silver scrubs are going to want to get, but like they're not going to qualify for it because they suck. But it's it's the dream. Actually, you know what's kind of Can you funny? imagine the interview now, the process? <laughs> Yo, this, this actually solves a real problem, though, because we what's actually, that? and I actually have a friend who has a younger brother, uh, who basically was gonna wanted to go pro in league, and he's really good, right? And the, over the oh, by the way, table, by, he, he's master, he's masters, or no, he's, he's masters of challenger. You guys might actually might have heard of him if you play league. It's his name is beautiful Korean. Okay, if you look him up, it's a very weird name, obviously, but he plays one of the best shakos in North America. He wrote a really good guide for it. And he's he's top notch player. Right, so anyway, they were, they were having a dinner. They were having a dinner table, and this was a real discussion at the dinner table. Should he go to college or pursue full time uh, league instead? Because yeah. he couldn't do both. And if I'm not sure what happened with him, I'm not sure how old he is exactly. But if this was in place of this Irvine thing, he wouldn't have to make that sacrifice. He could get the right. scholarship, go to the college, get his you know. So he's a future after the sure. couple of years of esports, you know. Because <laughs> a lot of people who are not going to college <laughs> and doing league instead. You know, it might work out for a couple of years, but eventually, you know, they're going to get old and they're going to be screwed. One last point about that, though. Sorry, Shu. Go ahead, Shu. Take it away. No, you. All right, all right, I'll take it. Do you think it's going to be like football players? Thank you. (laughs) Is it going to be like football players where the teachers do their homework for them and they don't actually have to, you know, earn their degree? They just get to play league and everyone just lets them do what they want? They have the league frat and they party hard and play league all day and never go to class? Or, or do you think they're still going to actually have to go to school? 
Because you can't go to school and play league. You're going to have to get someone to do your homework and take your tests, just like the football players. Right, but I think so, uh, the, the general intelligence level of the of the average league pro is probably higher than the average football player. <laughs> wow, wow. Just <laughs> the football player. Head, head I'm just keeping it real on this podcast this week, all right? You kept it real quite a few times this, week, this morning. What a few controversial ways of keeping it real. <laughs> I'm keeping it real, sports, wrong. Dismissing like one third of the population of the world. <laughs> Did you guys not agree with me on that part? I actually agree with you. I was going to make earlier. I was going to say that like having this system lets it um, makes it so that players that you know they're they're kind of not they really like games, but they're not like the type to be like on football teams and stuff. It gives them something to strive for. Yeah, you know, like. You know, and also it can help you get focused, right? So, you know, a person like that could like maybe, you know, get get a better education, you know, and like they'd have to focus on both, you know, and I think that's possible. Yeah, it might give kids a reason to like want to go to college too. Like a lot of people get yeah, burnt exactly. out; they don't, they don't have to study, but like at least they have that one thing on the side, and it can become like a thing within the school, you know? Because yeah. I mean, like I I know like like I would have loved that opportunity. For, I mean. Yeah. And you know, like you think about it, like oh, you know, I I don't really want to play on a te- like a like a sports team, you know, like an actual like that type of yeah. a physical activity. So it gives us um, something for people kind of like us, you know. I guess that's why it resonates with us. Definitely. I have a, I have a funny uh, picture in my mind now, like <laughs> the socially awkward, like thin kid. It's like oh, there's a league club. Let me go there and see. And then he goes there and like. The first day, everyone's his teammates are just yelling at him. Like, What's wrong with you? Why'd you go there? <laughs> and he just starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> if you think the league players are gonna be nicer than the football jocks, I, <laughs> no, oh, I don't think no. so. No, no. In fact, I bet they're even more angry at you. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they're not heroes of New Earth players. No, not any players. Whether it's Hots, Dota, Lee. You, you, oh, people rage so much in these MOBAs, so... I think the hazing and the, you know, like the... Her, is, is just going to be just, just as high in a professional league setting as, as a sport, to be honest. Oh, hells yeah. yeah. And Heroes of Nerd was not that bad. Okay. It was, it was oh, pretty bad, too. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It was all right. That's what like chicken like Do- if you like <laughs> If you like Dota, then it's not that bad. Wait, I have it's a great a- transition. <laughs> Speaking right. of shitty players... Let's talk about Star Citizen's toilets. Ooh. Ooh. What? What? I don't know what? much about it. I want to hear this. Oh my god. I'm interested. <laughs> Basically, Star Citizen's level designer, Michael Barclay, uh, he released a, what do you want to call it? I guess a development update and talked about how they're enhancing immersion by modeling bathrooms and toilets because you need the full experience to feel immersed in a game. Uh, I, I think it, I think it's pretty silly. I guess it's just one way to get them back in the news, as we are talking about it. But once I heard the word shit, I immediately think, you know, I had to go to Star Citizen. So <laughs> here, here we are at Star Citizen again. Can I, I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, go ahead, make a joke. Can I, uh, okay, so it's more money they're flushing down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. The only reason $100 million, guys, come on. I know, $200 million, the toilets might actually work. Like, you know, Duke Nukem 3D. <laughs> what a I want to see like a full mini game. I want to see a full mini game, and then there has to be like the percent chance that like if you don't check that there's no toilet paper. I want I want like the full immersion, you know. Full immersion. Do you have the wipe? Is there is there a wiping wiping mechanic? It's a wiping, no wiping mini game. <laughs> you you gotta walk. 
No, but wait, the whole bathroom has to work. So then you have to go stand in the shower and do a quick time event so that your shower thoughts stay in line. You get like bonus points based on like the shape of your shit and the consistency. You know, there's got to be like a small chance, like that 1% chance where like after you wipe, you don't fully wipe and then you get shit stains in your, in your box. All right. It happens to all of us. And then when you're flying the ship, it affects you, right? Because yeah, like, you have like a off. wet ass or something. Yeah, Star Wars is taking to the next level on realism, all right? Got to give him props for that. Uh, honestly, jokes aside, I do give him props. Like, imagine if you have near infinite resources, right? Which at mm-hmm. this point, Star Citizen does. Uh, you know, they're saying, let's, let's make a complete universe. But I have a counterpoint to that. Do you really think that mundane stuff like that adds to immersion? I think it kind of takes away from it. And my example would be Ark Survival Evolved. A great game, free, awesome. I had a good time with it. Much, I, I had more fun personally with that than I did with Rust or The Calling. Oh, Rust is way better. Don't even, don't even say that. Don't, Rust don't is way better. Go on, okay, go my on. My point being, uh, the one thing that bothered me was the food and drink meters. In the Survival of the Fittest mode, which is what I played, that's a standalone game now, those two meters are next to useless. It's so easy to fill them, and just having to look at it once in a while, though, it, it adds nothing to immersion, even though in real life you have to eat, you know? But it doesn't yeah. add anything. Like, what's, what's the point of it? Isn't it just a carryover from the original one? Yeah, but they could have taken that away. But remember, they split yeah, into the game, carryover. so that's not an excuse anymore. Also, isn't there a mechanic where you can overeat, and then you... I mean, I guess that's what the hunger... Yeah, that's what the hunger meter would be for then, right? Yeah. But you want to talk realism. You don't need to eat that much. Like, you you can go a whole month without eating. It's a really good point, because you would think that by, you know, adding in these small mechanics that kind of mirror real life, you add, you know, the immersion, you you make people feel like they're inhabiting another world, but it actually kind of breaks gameplay. And I think there's Mm -hmm. a balancing act between keeping gameplay keeping the rhythm of gameplay smooth so that you keep, you know, performing the tasks you want to perform and taking breaks to kind of fulfill these small immersive parts. Like, the hunger meter in those games is always a pain in the ass. It's like, if you have to do it begrudgingly, you have to go, oh, I gotta go eat now because I, and I can't raid because I have to fill these stupid meters. But it, it doesn't, you know, I'm not happy about it. Yeah. So Did your accuracy decrease in Star Citizen when you have to take a shit? Like, in a tense <laughs> moment. I feel, like, I feel like if you want to add some gameplay elements, at least make an impact to the actual you, game. You actually, you, you fly faster because you really got to go. Do we, do we <laughs> actually have to shit in that game? I know the dinosaurs shit. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're just trying to model, like, you know how in some games, there's you maybe see one bathroom the whole game, that's it. They're, they're trying to make, I guess they're putting a bathroom in every single room, as just like it is in, in real life. Um, which is fine, and I, I do get it, but yeah, if it's not... I, if they didn't mention it, I never would have noticed they weren't there. Yeah. You know, I just want to play the game. Yeah. Again, I think most the only play the, game. the only game that I've ever seen modeled that many bathrooms is Duke Nukem 3D, and that is not a good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, at least it launched. All right, at least it launched. At least you can play Duke Nukem 3D. I'm not convinced I'm going to play the full Star Star Citizen experience yet. That actually reminds me of one of my funniest game moments as a kid. Uh, Duke Nukem for Nintendo 64. It's a remake of an old PC one, but I remember being mesmerized by the fact that I could flush the toilet. Like you push the action button and it goes like, Shh, ah. and like Duke Nukem says a line or something. I'm like yeah, like I pee. And you get health back. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> so it did add immersion. It did enhance our experience back then. That yes, makes a good point. Yes, that, that did. That's because it was novel. Yeah. Yeah. It's a novelty, and this isn't a novelty. This is just a decoration. 
Sure, yeah, decoration. Yeah. Good way to put it. So I guess at least they're making progress. Yeah, let's see. All right, so we got more important things to talk about, though. All you Ragnarok vets, what do you think about the new Ragnarok mobile look? Oh, yeah. Well, let's, let's see. see. Let's let's see. see. I don't think it's bad. Let's take a look. I haven't seen it either. I think now, this is only for China. Only for China. So, so far, you guys watch. I'm going to take a leak. So pretty far. good. This looks really good. Yeah. Right? That's what they should have done to begin with. Come on. The guys. art style matches the original Ragnarok. It does look like the 3D piece of shit we saw in Ragnarok Online 2. There's a little bit cutesy. of Ragnarok Online like 2 it. news, too, actually. Uh... So, so, so basically, you're saying that the Chinese mobile knockoff looks better than the official. Much like it does, better. it really does. This looks I think so this much might better be a first. There. This it, might be a first. It is a first. But it's it's not a knockoff either. It's probably officially licensed, isn't it? It is officially licensed, but you know what I meant by knockoff because yeah. it's on mobile. And it's yeah, it's Chinese. Yes. <laughs> we know you. Well, we know how much you hate the Chinese, Altai. <laughs> Well, they are actually supposedly translating basically everything about um, Ragnarok to mobile, like supposedly the Guild Wars and everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much so that means. So much better than Ragnarok Online 2. Like, why could they have done something like, like this for Ragnarok Online 2? Right? Like, it's so simple. You know, RO2 is actually being developed again uh, by the American team. Uh, like Gravity, mm -hmm. Warp Portal, their American portal. Uh, I don't know why they're bothering. I'm pretty sure it's because their South Korean studio is shutting down. If I had to guess, it's because the news was that Gravity Interactive will no longer work on Ragnarok Line 2. And instead, Warp Portal will. However, Warp Portal is owned by Gravity Interactive. Like, they're all part of Gravity. But the only reason for this development transition, to me, is the Korean studios are shutting down, is what I think. Why else oh, would they move the... Because they they're, move still, they're still developing Ragnarok Online and everything. I mean, it's not their only game. It's just, I think that, uh, I think they're giving up on Ragnarok Online 2, but the American market still has a sizable audience, so they're pushing development over here where they can develop it for this audience. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's, I'm gonna make a bet, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Gravity will be bankrupt in the next year. I say, the studio might still be around, but I, I think the Korean studio is done, though. I think that's a seriously reactionary bet. <laughs> Actually... Gravity is actually publicly traded in America. You, you, the company has been going downhill for the last like five years. I say it won't be bankrupt. If they've gone this long, right? They haven't been relevant for at least like six years. So if they've gone this long, they can go a little longer. Yeah, it's all, it's all on like one game, right? I mean, they failed two game developments, right? When Ragnarok Online 2 launched around 2012, right? The company's worth about $100 million. Today it's worth $10 million. So they're worth one-tenth of what they were like four years ago. They've been going straight downhill financially. None but of their like, games have made anything except Ragnar the original Ragnarok Online. They, they're still riding off of Ragnarok Online. But, like, the thing is, if Gravity shuts down, what does that mean for War Portal? It means if War Portal has a semi-decent you know, decent business, it'll just be restructured. And, like, they'll, they'll operate separately from Gravity in Korea. So you're saying Gravity will sell off War Portal, maybe? Yeah, probably. Or in bankruptcy, it'll be restructured, and then you know the financial matters. Will, you know the debt holders will become the equity holders. That nonsense. Riveting. Here's the real Funny. question: Will Gravity finish Rose Online before <laughs> no, they get shut down? No, never, no, never, never. <laughs> there will never be seven episodes in Rose Online. All right. What episode Despite are they on the now? Two, right? 
Number two, I think. No way. <laughs> no, they have more than two. No, no, no. They got way more they than that. More than they two. actually launched the planet recently, I believe. What? Wow. So much for Rush. Rush my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot what they're at, but they did add a planet like somewhat recently. They're working on another planet, but they're nowhere near seven. Seven's never going to happen, all right? Interesting uh, that Ragnarok Online 2, through Steam at least, still has 143 people playing. Not a number I would expect. 143? Uh, like, yeah. yeah, it's alright. I remember, I think the, the what you're looking at, the War Portal portal, a server, is international. So that's literally yeah. the only official server. And I doubt anyone's yeah. emulating this game. No, I think most people are probably playing emulated private servers for RL1. Yeah. yeah. Which are always better. <laughs> In my opinion. Well, in uh, some unrelated news, I, I found this video earlier today when looking for like a nice esports trailer to use for something else, and I feel like you guys should watch it. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Every esports team trailer oh, ever. Yeah, I, I feel like. <laughs> oh, I already saw it then. <laughs> so good. The music fits it so well too. <laughs> I'm scared to put the music on. Uh, oh yeah, yes. it's gonna get taken down. Yeah, that's true. That was a pretty funny one though. But I think we should we should we should talk a little about Trio Saber considering it's it's the big launch of the week you know oh, it's, it's, a big, it's, it's a big it's a big game of the, the last two weeks and obviously well, at least you and I have been playing it a bit more than uh, a bit more than everyone else in here I believe I played it for an hour and then it crashed and I haven't gone back yet okay so I bought the game right pre uh, the day it came out the mm -hmm. pre order or whatever the early access so I was actually excited to play it uh, just just it was too buggy and laggy I couldn't play it the first two days. <laughs> Yeah, kind of unplayable. First, it, it doesn't. Days. It doesn't feel like it should be out. It's sh it. It needs like a lot more time. It needs. It needs polish. But I, I want to mention a few specific issues that were bothering me. And I wrote them down so I can mention them because um, there's a few issues with the game that there are some garbage classes. It's one of those games where it brags it has so many playable classes, right? Because the way the class system works is there's three circles for every class, and you can progress through different classes, or you can keep upgrading your current class. And they advertise that like, we have 200 plus class combinations, all this good stuff, which is nice, right? But the problem is some of the job cl like, class advantages just aren't as good as the other ones. And when you have so which, many classes... Which like, one's out of curiosity? Well, the problem was the, the guy I was looking at said, like, class, like, circle two, they'll say is completely worthless. Only sit with circle one. Well, the guy said, for the swordsman class, you never want to go swordsman two or swordsman three. The guy I was looking at. Like, you better, you're better off going somewhere else and then leveling those other ones up. And sometimes circle two is really good and three is not worth getting. And obviously, it's a balancing act because you can't, you know, you, you got to make everything somewhat viable. And the problem is when you do that is it creates noob traps where if you don't look for information, you end up making mistakes. Yeah, I fell into and one. I fell into one as well. I put points <laughs> to the con. And the guy says, never put points to the con. You, don't you can it. reset that, though. That's good. okay. But it, the classes you can't reset. And that's oh. my big right. Like, you're getting it. So I was playing a swordsman, and I wanted mm -hmm. to play Highlander because I just liked... I like the outfit, and I just like using two-hand swords. And then I, I'm looking at guides, and of course now, this is the problem, right? You're looking at guides for a game that just came out. There's going to be patches. They're all opinions and whatnot. But, you know, everyone's, every guide's like, no, 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 you're supposed to go Peltas or whatever. And I'm yep, just thinking, that's all the guides say. Well, well, fuck, I didn't go Peltas, so I'm just going to stick with it. And then, I, and then I started in the wrong city, apparently. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so, Not only that, like the whole because, leveling thing. But because you can't reset your jobs, right? And you just want to play, and you want to experiment. You don't get a chance to try out all these other builds. So I'm a swordsman. There's seven tiers of of classes, right, as you level. So that's like 14 different classes with three levels in each class. But 
I have to make a new character and grind every single time I want to try something new. And I think that when you have that much variety, right, so many different things you can experiment with, it's unfortunate that you can't play around with all these different builds. You have, and I don't have the time to make a new class every single time mm-hmm. in a game that proposes over 500 levels. So It's got to be more like uh, Final Fantasy XI, where you have all the separate classes that you can level individually. Mm-hmm. And rotate between them or something. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Or just it's like so much variety, but you don't have to limit Okay, so here's my thing. I, I played it, and I got a decent impression of how basic gameplay works, and like I picked up the cleric class or whatever the hell they call it. I don't remember, but I think it's a priest. But anyways, I like that all the priest abilities are like signets or whatever on the ground. They take up a tile and people have to walk over them or whatever. That's cool and all. And I like the action combat. I like that you actually have to like walk around. It's not like click to move by default and all that crap. But... I, I feel like I'm playing Echo of Soul again. Like, you know, with the restricted areas, with the mobs in a specific area, and you have the specific way to get to this specific area, and it's just like tunnel here to get to this open area, and tunnel there, and I'm just like, okay, I, I've been through this too many times before. That's a really good and, yeah. and then the, the, the other thing about it is it's like, it, like, Black Desert has really restricted trading, right? But you have mm. all this stuff you can do to make up for the fact that you can't interact very much with players in the early levels. Tree of Savior has restricted trading, and all you can do pretty much is grind. You know, grind through these restricted areas with tunnels to open areas, with more tunnels to open areas, and it's just... You can I, trade I, with people if you have premium. Uh, is, well, <laughs> only a limited amount of stuff. I've already been reading up on this. I mean, no, you can you can trade, can't you? Just I think it's the auction house, isn't it? That's limited. No, I'm pretty much everybody I've been reading, every everything I've been reading says it's basically identical to Black Desert right now in terms of trading. Really, I I'm I'm actually traded very much with people because. Uh, I just bought my own stuff, but I wanted to trade something with Shu, and like, and then she's like, "Wait a minute, we can't trade." I'm like, "What the frick? Why?" Because yeah, you didn't have premium. But, but this idea that games restrict trading is so stupid. Like, I hate that like games are going this route, and they're doing it to fight gold spammers, right? But like, in that process, they're 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 ruining my gameplay experience. It's such a bad solution to I gold so farming. Too, yeah. And what pisses me off about Tree of Savior is the game costs money, right? I pay ten bucks to play in early access, right? Whatever. And they can't handle a couple of spammers. Literally everyone you ban. By, by the way, the game was un- ridiculously spammy. Like the entire chat was filled with gold spam for the first like three Unreadable, right? Like you would think they could just ban these people because every time you ban one, they have to buy another copy. You make another ten bucks. But no, they hire, hire just hire Omer to do it. Omer will sit there Pay and me. ban everyone. Five bucks every guy I ban. One bu- yeah, a dollar yeah. per ban. <laughs> Like, All right, so, so like, they can't afford to get one guy to moderate the chat. Like, in a free-to-play game, I get it, you know, they can keep making accounts. There's no excuse in a game like this. Okay, so then there's, there's, a, there's another, there's a bigger issue, though. Like, Tree of Savior is primarily guild versus guild, I heard, at the end of game. Like, at the end game, it's, like, primarily guild versus guild. Well, if you have all these classes you can go down and all these paths you can reach that are, like, basically useless at the end, you, you have a bunch of paths for people that are unknowing about the fact that they're basically useless, that are going to go into a GVG game. And get wrecked, yes. Basically useless, you know what I mean? It's like, why would you do that? 
<laughs> from a design standpoint. But I mean, on the positive side, I'm still playing. I'm still having some fun. I'm like level 45. Yeah. I don't get to play that much the last few days. But I'm uh, great music. It still you know harkens back to some of the Ragnarok Island days, much more so than Ragnarok Island 2. It just some it's got a lot of polishing to do. Still has potential, but I think Shu brought this up too. There's some really weird leveling issues with the game because the way the game works is once you like if you go through the main quest. You end up at the the monastery in the game, or that, and the monster in the mon- monastery are level forty five, right? And by the time you get there, you're level thirty because it's the PV is super easy, right? And you, it's not worth doing those quests now because you're getting XP penalized being too low level, and you ran out of quests to do while you were going there. And I'm like, how is this possible? I went back and, and I, told, I did I told all the side quests. To do it, and it was really yeah, I went terrible. back and did all. No, I went I went back and did all the side quests, right? And I used all my cards to level up, and I still went back there, and I'm still not at the proper level, so I had to go. To the other side of the world, do all the quests on the other starting town, and then after I did that, I was good to go. But the game stonewalls you at certain points where you just have to either grind or find other quests to do, even though you completed all the quests. And did I tell you about the yeah. XP drop? The XP drop? Look, did I tell you about that? You told me. You told me the way it's supposed to be done. If you want to explain that real quick. No, no, no there's that. Oh, oh yeah. So the way it's supposed to be done, like what, what a lot of players are doing is they save their EXP cards and then they use them during that gap. But that's really unintuitive. If yeah, if you like speak for it, you want to use like, it. It feels the, the like... Th- Go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the other thing, too, is that um, the EXP values that you need to level actually drops like drastically at one level. It's like really weird. It's like, I think it's like 40, it's 40-something it's, it's where all of a sudden you like kill a couple of things and you just insta-level. It's like, what the hell? It's like, it's like the requirement just like tanks. And then it comes up again, and then it tanks again at 86. It's like, why is it doing this? I, I actually did see that. There is a specific leveling curve that goes up and down and up and down, and it's pretty crazy. I've never seen an XP curve go down while you level. It's so weird that they would do that. I feel like the pacing is fucked up because this game was so hyped. They rushed the development. And they're like, okay, well, we have this many areas that are completed, and we have this many levels to fill. So here, we're just going to throw in these high-level mobs, and the players will just deal with it or figure it out. It, it, it's... It's so it's the weirdest pacing I've ever seen in the game, especially when I started in the other city. I hit level twenty. The next area, all the mobs are level thirty-five, and then the previous area, all the mobs are like level fifteen. What? I've never seen that done before. It, it just feels like they ran out of time. They wanted to push the game out because they had so much momentum behind it. So they just threw in these higher level mobs in their limited number of areas to make up for it. Okay, uh, okay but you you will never convince me it's worse than early game in Shin Megami Tensei Imagine. Because in Imagine, you hit like level 20 or 25, and you're done with all your quests for then, and then the guy literally tells you, go grind for five levels and come back, and I'll give you a new quest. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> I love it. At least they're honest, all right? At least they're honest. Yeah, they are honest. Imagine Online. Yeah, at least that's, that's, that's intuitive, right? It tells you exactly mm-hmm. what to do. But Imagine Online at least had an open world. Like you were saying uh, earlier, Matt, I think the biggest problem with this game, and it kind of connects with the, with the questing, that's the biggest take, uh, biggest departure from Ragnarok Online One. Ragnarok Online One had few quests and open areas to explore. Uh, well, this well, game it's like more. Huddled. Well, it still had the connected zones, but the Ragnarok Online though. maps were bigger. But the maps well, were bigger. much bigger. Didn't you love exploring well, here, the maps? Like, yes. Yeah. Loved it. This right, is but just in this game, I'm tunneled. I'm going like it's literally islands yep. in a forest. Like I'm in a, I'm in a circle in a forest. Then there's a bridge connected to the next island, and then there's another bridge to the next island. I was like, what is this? Okay, but here's the, here's the thing why I think it's designed like that. Like, okay, so 
we have both Black Desert and Tree of Savior. One, both of them are GVG endgame. Both of them have a lot of grinding. Both of them have restricted training. Tree of Savior, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know because I haven't gotten to the endgame, obviously. But like, I'm pretty sure everything's more instance-focused. So like the GVG, the dungeons, it's all instance. In Black Desert, you have the world is your battleground, and you have to fight over nodes for GVG. So what I think is going on here is... You have a world in Tree of Savior that's primarily made only for leveling. All the other content takes place somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yes, so, I do. So the thing is, they didn't focus as much effort into making the world feel open and a, like a world, pretty much, because they didn't have to, because all this other stuff is taking place everywhere else. You're never going to come back here. Whereas in games like Black Desert, you could go back oh, to the starter town and fight true. over it. That's fair. Yeah. So is it, is it fair to say this game is less ambitious than RO1? And the reason being, I think MMORPG developers have learned that 90% of the content they devote their time to is barely used. So why devote that time? I think less ambitious is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. I don't That's know fair. if it's Definitely. less ambitious or it's just evolved with the rest of the genre. You know, like, there are games that are coming out that aren't, like, a standard, but, like, what I see Tree of Savior as, based on like what I know, is it it took an older formula and modernized it Refined to what it. they think simplified is simplified. It is I think the word yeah. I would use. Simplify, okay. <laughs> Simplify is a good word. Simplify. Modernized, modernized almost always means streamlined. But anyways, they they modernized it to what they think people would have wanted based on today's market versus what was back then. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that every game did that. Like for example, like we're talking Black Desert. Black Desert, I would classify as a very ambitious game. Uh, yes, 100%. a very ambitious MMORPG specifically, not just game. Mm-hmm. Uh, relative to TOS, I'm not saying which is better or worse. That's that's an opinion matter, but just the scope of the game, the scale of the game. Yeah. I do want to emphasize too. We don't want to just bash entirely Tree of Savior. The game is still in early access. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun. And there's 40,000 like players online. Yeah. I'm having fun still, so it's not like... We're just mentioning the few flaws that we ran through. But my biggest issue, though, wasn't really the balance issues, because some of the classes, even though they might suck, I mean, they might be better in PvP than other classes, too, obviously. But I, I prefer variety. That you, And even when you, when you have a game with a lot of variety, you're not going to have a perfect balance, and that's perfectly fine. But the the, the stonewalling of XP is what bothered me, but yeah. if you, you can grind it out anyway. It's just, it's just weird that they had that there, like... And XP, XP rate is pretty quick, though. Much faster than original Ragnarok Online. You get to level, like, 30 in, like, what? A day of casual, casual, super casual play. So, like, two, three days, you get to, yeah. So, you, you, it goes quickly. But the pacing is weird that you you hit points where there's no quest left. you got to go grind. Is that how it works, RJG Tov? I don't know. I Like I said, I haven't gotten there, but, like, that's what the impression I got from what I was reading. Even even when the original RO was uh, instanced, like I mean, uh, the maps were separated by teleporters. Didn't yes. did you guys feel like a bigger like world? Like a oh, it was, was much bigger. World. Yeah, it was massive. It was it was, yeah. it was big squares, right? Yeah. And then you would it be able to navigate squares. the whole square. Yeah. And they and remember, you used to get those butterfly wings so you could teleport the map quicker. Remember those? Yeah. <laughs> no, butterfly. No, no, no. Butterfly wings brought you back like. Oh, the, what was the one that used to teleport around the map? It was like it was the like, black ones. What were they called? Sure, fly sure. Wing. You might. You, fly wing. One? Oh, fly wings. Fly wings. Yeah, yeah, fly yeah. wings. You have to keep spamming them until you get to where you want to yeah. be. You know. <laughs> Dude, you <laughs> guys want to know what was the most awesome thing about that? Is so the maps in the areas were so huge. Like, do you remember? Like, it took you forever to go from like the top left corner of the map, like to get anywhere 
into civilization, right? You were just like in buttfuck Egypt, right? Yeah. So what I did was I walked into buttfuck Egypt, and then I, I, you know, as a priest, you can like mark a spot, and like this is where my teleport goes. Okay. Right. And so what I would do is I, I I'd go into PvP, and I'd hit somebody with like a, a mace that like that freezes them, and I'd drop a warp portal behind them, and I'd magnum break them into the portal. Oh. And they would message me. They would be like, "You fucking asshole!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I hope you have a butterfly wing." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't." And he's like, "Fuck!" Now he has to like walk 20 minutes to get back to town. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. Good times. <laughs> well, well, I can say for sure if if what RJG Tov is saying is right and it works kind of like Black Desert, then like, okay, wow, some of these zones are gonna be really, really terrible for GVG. I can say that right now. They're going to be terrible. Like, they're they're just like so many railroads. It's all railroads. It's just like why why would you want to do GVG in areas like that? If that's if that's how it works, if it works kind of like Black Desert. Hmm. I guess we'll find out, and then yep. we can report yeah. on it when we understand it better. So, we'll talk, I'll mention one more thing about Black Desert. Um, people are saying that. The Black Desert subreddit was being censored by people talking. Oh, I, I wanna... Here's here's some drama, boys. Here's I wrote about this too. Here's the drama, boys. On the subreddit for Black Desert Online, anyone that apparently writes anything talking about pay-to-win elements in Black Desert gets into the <laughs> like the the, the threads into locked. And hey, man, you know you know they're you know they're scared about something. <laughs> okay, I mean, obviously the biggest issue seems still to be the ghillie suits, okay? I mean, other stuff gives you very small advantages. The only real, the, the point of contention should be, there should be one mega thread for it, if anything, but how do you guys feel about that just being completely censored? Okay, let's let's understand one thing about how Reddit works, right? Reddit, Reddit is a system where you post links, and then what gets upvoted the most appears at the top in the hot news feed, which is what most people see by default. Yes. Now, the problem is, is when you have a topic that's controversial, or popular, many, many people make threads about it. So that what happens to the subreddit is it gets hijacked by a topic. So what you do as a moderator is you create a sticky, which is what should have been done in the Black Desert subreddit. That way then all discussion about the controversial topic is in one place. They you had know, that. Okay, so while. then it's perfectly fine if there's a sticky topic to delete repeat threads. Otherwise, you, you kind of defeat the purpose of the subreddit which is to provide all information and all discussion about the topic in question. So no, here, here's the problem, though. Like that's how ahead. it's supposed to work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it's supposed but, to work. Sure. But the I'm problem is, gets, gets the community, community. Uh, the, okay, the lead I wanted to bring this is. up too. I know, I know. It's the CM Joshka, the community manager from Black Desert Online, is the subreddit manager for the Black Desert subreddit. And I wanted to talk about this because let's say I'm a game company, right? I'm the community manager. My job is to get as much press out about my game as possible. Reddit is an extremely powerful tool. I want to make sure I'm on Reddit, so I go and create the subreddit for my game. I don't see an issue with that. Yeah, I don't either. The thing is, in, and it's, a, it's Reddit, right? Anybody can create a subreddit. So the problem is, the problem is Reddit should be an outlet, not for, like, if I want to go to the official forums and be subject to the, the game company's own moderation, that's different. Reddit should not be an outlet for the game company to control the discussion. I get it. Yeah, no, no, and and nor and I get that. But then someone but then just someone make Black Desert to... unofficial. Yeah, Reddit. someone should just make another one. Yeah, that, that's how it works, though. I mean, but but but, but that's not what? how it works in practice. People aren't going to just move to the next one unless they literally just ban Fine. everybody. 
No, this is not how things work. You need inertia. There's no inertia. I don't see why it's okay. Inertia. But here's the thing with the subreddit. Like they said in the thing, they um, they banned it because they can't do anything about it. It's it's not them. You know, it's. Yeah, but that's 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 the whole. Let them discuss point. it. And yeah, let them discuss it to their heart's content. Yeah, that's, what the, that's what the community wants to talk about. All right, they should yeah. make a stick here or something and say stop talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Want, you know, but uh, talk about it here. I, it's not, Talk I, about it here. Get, it's not a big deal. Make your own subreddit. And I, I don't think people choose Reddit over the official forums for uh, third-party news. They choose it because it's an easy, it's a more streamlined viewing experience. I don't want to make an yeah, account. I, I don't want to click. No, these, but, but, I don't open a thousand. Okay, pages. but but now where do you where do you discuss the, the issues that they don't want you to talk about? Like Reddit is the go-to place for stuff like that. Sure, like I said, it's an alternative to the official community. Make a subreddit. It's called the Black Desert subreddit. Okay, make another one. People don't choose honest. Reddit. People don't choose Reddit over the forums for unofficial news. They or unofficial discussion. They choose it because it's it's easier to navigate. Look, Reddit. Yes. I think there's a misconception. Reddit is not a bastion of free speech. No, and I didn't say it was. Intolerance. So and and going there under the illusion that you're gonna find unbiased discussion in a subreddit devoted to a specific topic is ludicrous. Whether it's RMMORPG or Black Desert Online. Our cornflakes, you're gonna find bias. Our cornflakes. Our cornflakes. I wonder if that exists. I'm going there right now. Well, so I I, I think no. I feel like people are operating under an illusion. This is how it works. That this is Reddit. Welcome to Reddit. This is the cruel hard facts. <laughs> There's censorship all over the damn place. We've been shadow banned. So I, I really don't see an issue with the CM being on the admin on the subreddit either. That that seems perfectly natural, and I imagine many. Subreddits for games are that way, and maybe yeah. I think it does the game disservice to do this level of censoring. Even if the moderators, I mean, because I think we can all agree, Black Desert is not nearly as even close to pay to win as like a lot of other games, right? Yeah. Anything from so China. Let, so let them like discuss it. Like if you, by doing this, it, it, it garners negative, you know, negative will. And I'm not the only I, one saying this. I agree. This thread is doing really well on RMRPG because this is a place they can discuss it freely. Look, I completely agree. I think that. By deleting everything related to a certain topic, you fuck up. And then ultimately, when those things happen, people will leave your subreddit if it continues to happen. There will be someone gets, making something. Yes, new. if it gets really if bad. It gets that's bad. Totally but to me, the only big fuck up here is that the CM or the admin should have made a sticky thread and let everyone complain about it there. I don't. They're shooting themselves in the face by yes. by deleting everything. That was stupid, and that was that's a bad community manager. You don't do that because censorship always backfires. Mm. So. To me, that makes no sense. But if they're just if they're just responsible, I see no conflict of interest. There's nothing. You know, Kellogg is uh, is pay to eat. Corn <laughs> 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 you said our cornflakes. I want to pay for a prize. Uh, I, I want to go through some numbers. Uh, Duam, the publisher of uh, Black Desert, released some numbers, and the game is doing really well. Oh yeah. Yeah, they sold four hundred thousand copies uh, in Europe and America during the first month. Crazy. Yep. Uh, One hundred twenty thousand mm -hmm. average daily users. That's pretty. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So put that in context. That's about three times more. About four times more than Tree of Savior. Three to four times more. Yeah. Well, the concurrent is one hundred thousand. Uh, yeah. So about concurrent, about two to three times more yeah, than. Yeah. And their goal by the end of this really year impressive. is a million users. So I think. I think. I think, I think they can do that. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. I want to contrast the launch for Black Desert and TOS. I think they both charged money, so they can't. They have no excuse there. Black Desert did a much better job. 
with their launch. Oh, a million. Oh, Black Tide's one of the smoothest MMO launches in history. Tree of Savior was like, oh, finally, a bad MMO launch. Yeah. <laughs> right, the first two days, unplayable. Yeah. It's that bad. And Tree of I mean, on Black Desert Online, day one, perfectly playable. Perfect. Right? I couldn't believe it. It was hella packed, but it just worked. You know, there was no, there was no really big issues. You could just play. And there were only two servers, just like in uh, TOS. So there wasn't like a, a server issue either. So I guess, right. At least not front end. Yeah. I was really impressed. Yeah, it's I feel like we're, we won't see another smooth MMORPG launch for a long time. Mm -hmm. Total outlier. Black Desert Online is probably the the first actual MMORPG I've seen in a long time. Like, mm -hmm. when uh, even in TOS, when they segmented so much, like this, this, the zones and stuff, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel yeah. like, it doesn't, it doesn't give me the epic feel that no. uh, old school MMORPGs gave me. Because it's an open world, you know. I mean, Black Desert Online is open world, so you have that that massive sensation, which is yeah. which is a nice touch. Black Desert prides itself on its sense of epicness by setting you up for these <laughs> scenic views and bustling towns. They did a very good job that way. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be around for a while. Yeah, I think Black Desert and Tree of Saber uh, cater to very different audiences. Yeah, uh, they're the kind of games. They're much. They're very different kind of games. So they'll both. You know, do well in their own areas. Also, I want to point out think, too. Sorry, go ahead, Omar. Do you think Black Desert will ever go free to play? Yes. Not, not I, this I year. So. Not, not this year, year not but this I, year. I, th I think no. your original estimate, Omar, was was off. I think it's, I think it's more. What successful. I say, what I say, my original estimate. You said six months. Yeah. I say two, right. three years, maybe. I'd say around not, that. No way. I think it won't last that long. If no. they can uh, keep pushing out content. Less than a year, and my my wow, six months is still possible. It's right. still possible. Still possible. I I don't think it's going free to play at any point. They they made it buy to play because they thought that's what Westerners wanted. So I'm I, I don't think so. I I think it's staying buy to play in the West. Man, what if what if after like six months, people's new people are still playing, but new players are very they're, they're getting very little new sales. What do they lose I, by going free to play? Nothing. I think I I, I just I don't <laughs> think they're going to. All right. Well. I we'll think see. if they're, if they're smart, will. they don't have to go free to play. Here's what they can do: they can uh, drum up like support every expansion, like in the future, they can sell and say you get the you get the expansion and all previous base game content. The guild, they do the Guild, guild Wars, Wars too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guild Wars. I don't think that will happen though, because they're By not the way, really. Whatever happened to the Guild Wars? You play it. The Guild Wars. <laughs> it's still it's still, the guild it's Wars. still doing well. I haven't heard anything from the new expansion. The expansion got a little bit of hate from some quarters, but I think they did a fine job. I don't think it's a big deal. Like, good. So. We were never heavily invested. No. At least I wasn't. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm, I can't com comment on Guild Wars 2's expansion. No, Guild Wars still, I mean, did so many things right. It's like probably one of the most perfect modern MMORPGs. Like, if you could have a. Like, the questing was good, the world was huge. Like it, it did so many things right, which is why it did it did it pretty well. I mean, it was not you know it's not on the top ten list, but it did really well. All right. Well, I share share this the story you picture I linked. It's pretty good. Unrelated though, of course. Of course, of course. This is this is an excellent picture I stumbled on earlier. I feel like you guys should appreciate this too. I linked it up. <laughs> that was a dad joke and a half, Omer. That was so good. I love this picture. I had to share it. <laughs> that is a dad joke. No, no, no. This is, this is, this is. Wow, Matt still poking jabs at me for being too old, all right? <laughs> the fields. 
<laughs> well, I want to let's uh let's talk a little bit about Sunday Fun Day. Let's let's hammer out what we're gonna do next week. I say we try Orcs Must Die again, which we we were planning right. to play it last week, but the servers yeah. were not cooperating. They were not. So yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm down for that. Okay, we'll try that again. It's a five-player yeah, game, wow. so. Right. So I want I want to mention something else too, which is completely not more related. You guys ready for this? Ready now. Okay, guys, listen, listen. Aaron, my brother and I had a, quite a discussion about this last night, okay? Completely not gaming-related, all right? But I'm going to ask you guys the same question. So first, I'm going to start with a simple question and see if you guys get the right answer, okay? If it has anything it, to do with Trump, I'm out. No, it's, a, it's not political. It's a math question. If, uh, if a parent has two kids and at least one of them is a boy, what are the odds the other one is a girl? Do you want me to answer it? Yes. It's fifty percent. It's not. Really? It's not. Isn't it twenty-five percent? No. Six. It's sixty-six point seven percent. Why is it sixty-six point seven? And if you phase the question, listen. Well, I'll, I'll explain that later. But the, the second part of the question is, if a parent has a kid, has a son, has uh, two kids, and the boy is born on a Tuesday, what are the odds the other one's a girl? That changes. It, it changes the answer. And now it's fifty-two percent. It's mathematically proven if you search uh, the boy or girl paradox. So we were discussing this for like an hour last night based on a TED video <laughs> we saw. But it's literally mind-blowing, all right? So I'm looking that's at it. Casey Toad got the answer, answer correct. It was two and three. Somebody said right. 9%. But so it's, <laughs> go ahead. So before we're done, I just, I just want to cover this in the podcast. So there's, there's a new Turkish tank coming out next year, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's called the Altai. It is the first Turkish tank to be made since like World War Two. We're real? on the ball, boys. Yeah, it's real. We did it's it, real. boys. This tank is named after me. All right. Anyway. Also, wait for it. Wait for it. It started development sometime around 2011, so it's plausible that you guys ditched MMO huts to go work on a tank. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them that. That's a secret. There's <laughs> right? a non-disclosure on that one. Oh my god. We should play Armored Warfare, actually, for Sunday Fun Day. This, this, this tank earned it, right? See, th it's Armored not. Warfare uh, it's, not it's not going to be in Armored Warfare until early 2017. Oh. But, anyways. Oh. You guys are secretly in Turkey right now to finish up finishing details on mass production. <laughs> we're we're going to have to kill you now, I'm sorry. Right? Rested pepperoni. It's happening. And most likely, I confirmed through the world, the world of elite tanks, world of tanks site. You know what's funny? You know, it's all I actually tanks. read about this, right? And it, I was like, oh, cool, Turkey can make tanks? Like, I'm, I'm kind of impressed by that because Turkey's not, you know, that rich. But then I read it, uh, it's actually based on a South Korean tank. We just kind of reskinned a Korean tank. We, 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 we just knocked off a South Korean tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just copied their tank. Yeah, GG well played. It's developed based on the South Korean K2 Black Panther tank. Turkish modders. <laughs> yeah, basically. We're like, can we see that tank for a moment? Yoink, copy. <laughs> Pretty funny. You anything else this week to cover? Take a look, see. Okay, I got one. What, uh, what, what, what have you guys been playing this week? Well, Watching? Anything interesting? Of, I got a quick piece of news. Daybreak is actually hiring 15 people or so for a new new yeah. project. So a lot of people yeah, are saying called... they're kind of shuttering down. 
the studio, but that doesn't seem well, to be the case. We, we all said they were shuttering down. So this is kind of like, they, they, they watched our podcast and like, listen, we got to hire some people. So then oh, yeah. Kanti has to stop saying we're going to shut down, all right? We're on the way down. No, this, <laughs> they're coming back up now, all right? Yeah, that's got to be it. And MLS.com is going to affect our stock prices. <laughs> <laughs> Not publicly traded, unfortunately, but it's, it's, it's a good sign because prior to this, they were literally, like the way you view Daybreak was, a private equity group came in, a hedge fund, and they, they bought from Sony, and they called it Daybreak. And from that day, they've been shedding assets. They've been closing studios and closing, you know, just, just getting rid of stuff. This is the first time they're actually working on something new since they took over. So that's definitely a positive sign. I mean, I didn't think they were shuttering anytime soon, but, like... They were closing it, a lot of stuff. It looked pretty bad for a while. Yes. But, really uh, bad. I guess I guess not. The only thing though is I swear if they make another game based on EverQuest next assets, they might. They're, 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 gonna, they're gonna be like, look, we spent all this money on this game and we didn't even make EverQuest next. We gotta get some dough out of it. All I know is it's uh, the same studio that's working on DCUO. I think the Dallas one. So I guess Infinite Crisis 2.0. My guess. <laughs> Excuse me. Awesome. I'm allergic to cats, and there's a cat on my, on my boobs. Oh well. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, uh, what, what, what have you guys, have you guys been watching anything good this week? Anything interesting? The In Betweeners on Netflix. That? It's pretty funny. Oh, I watched that one movie with you, Omera. That was awesome. She watched Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men. Show, good movie. Classic. M- mostly, I've just been watching more fairy tale. Nice. Fairy well, tale? Is it up to like episode like two hundred now? Who's your waifu, Matt? It's important. I don't have a waifu. Who's the waifu? I don't care. No, I really don't care. You gotta pick one, Matt. You gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. You gotta, you gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. Maybe a husband? Who's your husband? I don't have. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's okay. We don't. We don't. You know. No judge at MMOs.com. Matt, we need an answer. You're not getting an answer. Matt, if you had to pick a waifu, who is it? Yeah, not hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically, Matt. Like, like, like. Okay, it's on the record. It's not your waifu, but just, 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 just for us. Hypothetically, move to the next topic. Okay. Well, I I, finish, I, I finished watching Gate recently, and I, I enjoyed that anime a decent amount. My waifu there would definitely be Rory Mercury, the lolly character. All right. Good. Uh, right, this sounds yes. like some overtime talk. Uh, this, this might be some time talk, right. but one random thing before we close up for the main thing: Atlas Reactor has a VR preview version. What? Uh, Isn't that weird? Who wants? Like, it doesn't seem yep. like the kind of game that would be done in VR. It well, makes no sense. Okay, actually, so no, it could be. It could be interesting. I'll, I'll let okay. Matt talk first. So what I've been hearing, and I actually didn't realize this was the reason. A lot of people are getting motion sick from VR because they're playing first-person games that have head bobbing, and head bobbing when your body is not naturally moving can apparently cause motion sickness. But anyways, uh, the reason a lot of these third-person or like strategy games are getting VR versions is because you can have it in your face and it won't make you motion sick. It's like a, uh, it's like a tabletop. You know, it's like you're playing like, uh, was it Warhammer or something, right? Oh. Just think of it like that, right? Like yeah. you're 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 standing over a board and it's like Warhammer. You're like moving, you moving your unit and stuff. You know. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Huh. 
I think VR will be very like what, especially when the resolution gets better. VR will make a lot of sense for like a lot, like almost any game because you'll have the effect of having a huge monitor without actually having a huge monitor. The only problem right now is the resolution. I think a lot of stuff looks pretty good on there. Like even web browsing on there looks pretty decent, and even like the the, the most popular like apps I'm hearing about there's virtual desktops where you can literally play any game on your desktop like through the Oculus, even if it's not like you can play League or Hots or something. That seems kind of pointless to me, but that's just me. No, but no, I, I think I think it's gonna be a, a big hit. Why? Because you don't, don't have think... the effect of a massive monitor without having a massive monitor. It, it won't be any better than your resolution, right? Because yeah, the the only problem is the resolution. Once they like, once oh. the 8K or 4K comes out, then the problem is solved. But your computer it's gonna will take a long time. Your computer will have to be able to be twice as powerful as if you're running it natively, probably, because you're running you're running it on a, on, a, on, a, on top of a layer of a, you know a VR. Yeah, but te the technology is getting so much better so quickly. When Pascal comes out, it's gonna like double the. But, the uh, Moore's law is slowing down. If if I have a full scale computer, right, I probably have a nice monitor too. It's because the people with like 15 inch monitors still have like. Celerons, right? It's not like they're okay. gonna benefit from the VR desktop. I think I think v people are gonna use VR as their monitor eventually. 4K is so hard to render on even a computer now. Yeah. Are you are you are yes, anybody yeah. here using 4K? Okay, no, no, sure. us. no, listen, 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 I'm listen, listening. listen. Are you listening? No, right, I'm not listen. actually listening. Okay, okay, fine. Anyway, I I I play at like 2K resolution, which is 2560 right. by 1440p often, and my computer runs it fine, right? But I have a high-end PC, obviously. When Pascal comes out, it's literally gonna be twice as jump. So yeah, Pascal. From... Okay. Okay, and then now 4K will be fine. I probably can't do 4K either, but I can do 2K well. So when Pascal doubles it up, 4K, no problem, good to go. Five but, years. But aren't you? If when that happens, won't you have a nice quality monitor as well? You're I mean, you have a nice quality monitor. But my monitor is 27 inches. I think you'll buy a 4K monitor before you buy a 4K no. VR headset. No. Depends I, which one comes out first. So. No, they would have 4K monitors, but it, there's no almost no benefit right now. The extra resolution doesn't really add that much value on a monitor at this like at, after after even 1080p. Well, on, a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a VR screen, it's massive because you can still see the pixels at 1080p or 2K even. At 4K, when you when you don't see the pixels anymore, it should be massive. Movies, well, games, I think, I think Oculus would be really good for non-VR design stuff too. And only time will tell. I think the I guess we'll sort of desktop thing is just crazy for VR. What up, Shia? I was gonna ask if uh, you could talk about Pascal about a bit because I don't think people know what that is. Okay, it's the latest NVIDIA architecture, and they're making this. I mean, Altai probably know better. They're reducing the. The size from what was it? Uh, Twenty-eight to fourteen. <laughs> Twenty-eight to sixteen uh, nanometers. It's basically the Maxwell didn't do a die shrink, which was the, is the current uh, architecture from Nvidia. So this is doing this, and also AMD is copying them too. So we're going we're to have basically fifty percent better GPUs this year. So yeah, the That's latest models are going to be much, much, much better. Fall. It's going to be a bigger jump from the last few years, so yeah. it's going to be nice. Do you know when that's coming out? I mean, I read it was this like year. April. Later this year, but summer, the fall summer of this fall. year, they, they said. The only people who are going to get it, though, are enthusiasts like us. It's not going to yeah, be yeah. like, you know. You, by enthusiasts, he means, he means mega nerds, all right? So if, I, if I'm if i trying to get an Oculus, do you think that it'd be a good idea to wait? Or yes. is that too late? I say, I say, you, get, I say you get it. Wait, 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 wait till the end of the year? What's your GPU no, now? No, I think it's summer. Wait, what's your GPU now? Uh, let me see. You need 970 GTX at least. Yeah. You want a 970 GTX at least for sure. For oh, what? Jeez. 
It's 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 oh my god. The nine seventy is still like three hundred, I think. The GTX sub sixty. Seven sixty. Oh. oh nice. No dice, no moss. Yeah, you, you. Okay, so then wait later this year for uh, uh, Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a low end one I can pick up before then that's worth it? You think? Before that, I mean. I mean, it's gonna get obsolete so quick. I wouldn't bother unless you find like a slick deal or like a sale or someone. You know. Damn, so I have to wait like till the fall for my VR? No. I don't think you have to wait that long. I think I think they said summer. We'll know for sure late April when they announced it. The announcement should become yeah. later this month. Also, a lot of things will just, still run on Oculus. Like, I mean, you just can't play like the highest end games. But a lot of the stuff yeah. on Oculus is not like super high end. It's like you know, cartoony, you know. So you'll be fine. Just to go back a minute because you guys moved on really quickly. Uh, I don't think League is going to be big in VR, even if it gets VR support. I think that the people that play League are very, very serious about their competitive competitiveness, and I don't think it's going to increase it. Like their ability to win it all, so I don't think they're gonna go for it. League on VR. I, I don't think so either. I think I, you're I'm probably right. I think a lot of things that we currently do on 2D will not do well on 3, on VR. It will be new applications that come out, like whether it's graphic mm. design. It's actually, listen, listen, people listen, are not listen, listen, listen. On their face to go on their desktop. That, 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 that if it's comfortable and the quality is the same or better, of course they will. Listen, imagine playing League, because like, when you put the VR on, you have a huge screen in front of you, and you're on like the top of a mountain, all right? And you have perfect concentration, all right? It's a nice atmosphere. It looks good. <laughs> Your screen is perfect size. Why not? Here's why. Omer, I... Go ahead. It, because it doesn't increase their ability to win. It doesn't make the experience any better for them in a competitive setting. Therefore, they won't go for it. It's that simple. Competitive... No, I'm talking about... I'm not talking about, like... The people playing esports, not what just regular people playing league. Yeah, people that are still serious about it, but not like esports level, are still gonna think the same way. It's like people play Counter Strike in eight hundred by six hundred. We went over that one podcast. Remember? I mean, it's it's there's less there's less distraction. You can have it. You can set up VR to be less distracting. You can meld away everything else but your screen well, to avoid. That's a bigger problem because Matt's talking about the high end competitive people. I'm about people like me. When I play Dota or League, I literally I have two monitors. I'm reading Reddit and watching YouTube as I'm playing. Good, good. You can do that easier on VR. You know that, what? right? You look up. No. You got you got you got oh. your VR. You got your YouTube playing up there. You got Reddit to the left. You got a, you got your porn over there. You got no. some radio. You got everything going. You got a hente going down there. Wherever you want to look, you no. got everything blowing. I like to be on my phone. But then, you know. Okay, like, so so then. Okay, so you say it's not going to be for the esports level people, but then you have the casuals. The casuals have to look at their keyboard to find the buttons usually. No, no, no. The guys who are the guys, no. most league players don't want to look at their what? keyboard to know what you What? You Man, to what kind of scrub and dub are you playing? Fuck? No, I'm just no saying they're beyond like Max? the first time video gamer is looking at their keyboard. It's not about league. In I think you're underestimating that, but anyway, it's not league in specifically in general. People when they're on a computer. They're kind of doing multiple things, you know, like whether it's tabs, whether it's monitors, whether it's TV. A lot of people run their TV while they're on the computer or their, or their phone, you know, they're playing on their phone. But the problem is you can combine all these in VR. And I think Look, with the virtual desktop and stuff like that, it could be awesome. Maybe one day in like 30 years, but not, not this no, time. No, no, no. I'm talking like after 4K or 8K resolution, you're there. All right. Well, we can keep going about this uh, in overtime. We're running out of time for the main podcast here. So if you guys are watching this on YouTube and you want to keep... Uh, hearing us, uh, it's, make sure you watch live on Twitch. 
And, uh, that is and if you us. are seeing this on YouTube, make sure to check us out live on the MOs.com uh, YouTube, Twitch channel. We do these podcasts at 9 a.m. PST, 12 EST usually. So make sure to check us out. Yes, do that. This Sunday, the orcs will die. See you later. They must die. The orcs must die. <laughs> All right. There you, it you, is. you can text people. Take care. Right. See ya. Later. Yeah.